Hey, hey, family. How are you doing? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus. What a beautiful Saturday it is to be alive in the land of the living. If you got breath in your lungs, you have sight in your eyes. Can we just give the Lord a hallelujah? Can we just give the Lord a amen? Can we just worship the King of glory for being faithful and allowing us to enter into this new day? Can we just do that first and foremost? For God is good and his mercy mercy endureth forever. It was by the grace of God and it was by the mercy of God that we have woken up this morning. So I just want to give glory and honor to our King of glory. And as you have saw the title, it is praying like Daniel. I woke up this morning and I began to read the word of God and I came across Daniel nine and um, Daniel was a praying, praying man. You know, we know the story that he was thrown into the lion's den because of his prayer and worship unto God. And I'm a woman of prayer. I love praying. I love going before the Lord. I love just, you know, really having that conversation between me and my heavenly father. But reading this, the Lord opened my eyes to something. And it's not something that I didn't know, but the importance of really praying in a certain way. So I'm going to just read this with you and we're going to talk about it. Amen. Amen. So the book of Daniel chapter nine, if you want to get your Bible and read along with me, I'm going to give you some time. If not, here we go. Amen. And the Bible reads, starting at the first verse, in the year of Darius, the son of Ahasius, of the seed of the Medes, which has made king over the realm of the Chaldeans in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the numbers of the years where whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord, my God, and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in the name of our king, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us, confusions of faces as at this day and to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all of Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries, whether thou hast driven them because of their trespasses that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face to our kings and to our princes and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee to the Lord. Our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God to walk in his laws, which we which he has set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, 
all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him, and have had confirmed his word. I'm sorry. And he hath confirmed his word, which he spoke against us and against our judges that judges us by bringing upon us a great evil for under the whole heaven have not been done as have been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore have the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obey not his voice. And now, O Lord, our God, that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has gotten thee renowned as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because of our sin and for the iniquities of our father. Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach in all that are about us. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant in his supplication and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O oh my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thy eyes and behold our desolation in the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake. O oh my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sins of my people Israel and presenting my supplications before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth. And I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Amen to the word of God. This is amazing. I want to point out that the, at the very end of his prayer, while he was still speaking, he wasn't even finished closing out his prayer the angel showed up to begin to give him answer and to give him understanding and to give him what it is that he was petitioning before God. That is just amazing to me. But what I wanted to share with you when I said to pray like Daniel, sometimes we could be so selfish when it comes to our prayer. 
We pray about us. We pray about our family. We pray about our needs, our situations. But can, when was the last time that you prayed corporately? corporate prayer. God is looking for a people of prayer to pray corporately, to pray with intercession, to pray with a heart for their brother and sisters, for their mothers, for their fathers. God is looking for us to pray on a different level. We're we're praying for ourselves or we're praying for our family. We're praying for what's in our home, but God is looking for a people that will pray for all for all, Daniel, from the minute he opened his mouth and started praying, all I heard was, and if you heard, you, you heard me putting emphasis on certain words, we, us, our, the people of Israel. He didn't just pray for his family. He didn't just pray for, you know, who was in his house. He prayed for Israel. He prayed for the people of God. Not one time other than him saying, and it was I, Daniel, who prayed everything. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Oh, Lord, help us. We send. We transgress. We have inequity. We, and, and the Bible says that before he can finish supplicating and petitioning for the people, for the people, not just himself, for the people, the angel came to him. He said, the minute you opened your mouth at the beginning of your prayer, the commandment was sent for me to come to you. The commandment was sent. God is looking for us. There's a change and there's a shift that is going to happen in the atmosphere, but it's not going to happen until we get on a corporate level, that our prayer get on a corporate level, that we stop praying little prayers and really, really tap into the kingdom of God and go beyond ourselves and go beyond what we see and go beyond the limitations of time because God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. So I can be here right now in New Jersey, yet praying for Israel and angels will go to Israel and do what it is that I'm praying before God because I have a heart for Israel or I have a heart for Africa or I have a heart for California or a heart for whatever it is. We can't just pray for what is going on in our own state or our own um, community or like I said, in our own home. God is looking for us to have a global heart. God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So if we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel, we have to also go into all the world and pray. Who will stand in the gap? Who is going to stand in the gap for the body of Christ? And when I read this, it just put emphasis on the importance. I am a praying woman. I love to pray. I love to go before God. I know the importance of prayer. I love being in that connection with God. I love feeling his presence. I love hearing from God. But to really take it up a notch. And yes, I do pray. I pray internationally. I pray on a global scale, but not as often as I should. And me reading this this morning showed me the importance of not just praying, you know, every now and again, because there is something and something happening in, in Saudi Arabia that God might be calling me to in prayer. And, and I haven't prayed because I, you know, I don't know no one in Saudi Arabia, but it's not about who you know. It is about who 
God knows. Amen. God knows someone is looking and, you know, hoping that someone is just praying for them, praying for their salvation, praying for their healing, praying for turnaround, praying for breakthrough. And all you have to have is a heart of intercession. All you have to do is really surrender to the Holy Spirit of God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Here I am. Who do I need to pray for? And the Holy Spirit will begin to say, you know, he will tell you California. He will tell you New Mexico. He will tell you Canada. He will tell you, but we have to have a heart of intercession and we have to have a heart bigger than who is in our family. We have to have a heart that is bigger for those that are around us. You know, sometimes we just get so caught up in what is so close to us, but it's those things that are far off. Amen. That God is calling us to. He's not just trying to keep us comfortable in a circle that we're familiar with. God want to take us out of our comfort zone. God want to take us afar off. God want our prayers to go beyond the, uh, go beyond our household. He want our prayers to go beyond this, this nation It's other nations out there. There's the other group of people. There's other sheeps out there that have not come into the fold yet. And God is waiting on our prayers. God is waiting on our service that people can hear the gospel, that he, people can hear the good news of Yeshua, of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, that people are waiting to hear the truth, the way in the life. And we should be on assignment as born again believers, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, as a vessel made unto his good and perfect work to be ready to not only intercede, but to begin to serve on so many different levels that God can do a drastic change in someone's life that we don't even know in another country. Amen. So as I was reading this this morning, it just really touched my heart. And I just wanted to share that with my family. Like we have to go beyond how we're even praying. You know, it's okay to be, you know, yes, pray for your family, pray for your children, pray for your pastors and leaders. But we have to go beyond that. Daniel said us, we, our, he didn't make it about himself. He didn't, he took upon, it might not have even been Daniel that sinned. Daniel was faithful. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den because of his faithfulness to God. But when he prayed, he didn't single himself out. He said, we, he said us, he said our, and that's so important that we don't look at someone else's sin and say, that's your sin. No, we are one. We are the body of Christ. So basically if you sin, not that I sin, but God is looking for me to bear my brother's burden. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Bear one another's burden, help each other, um, edify one another, encourage one another, lift each other up, turn, you know, you know, save your brother's soul by rebuking him in love. It is so important that we do that. We don't just look at someone and say, Hey, that's you. That is your life. You do what you want to do. No, as a brother and as a sister, you have to love them enough to tell them, yay. Hey, Hey, you're wrong. You're not living right. You're not doing right. And then not talk about them, but pray for them and not just pray for them because just because someone may be doing something that you have not done, the Bible said, be careful because we can even be deceived. We can even fall into the enemy's traps. So I'm going to pray on a collective level because I don't want to fall into that sin. I don't want to fall into rebellion. I don't want to fall into disobedience. So Daniel was saying we, our, us, even though he wasn't at that time sinning or rebellion or going against God, but he knew the heart of God and we can't go to God with a heart of pride. He didn't say, Lord, forgive those people. Lord, forgive, forgive those people that are rebellion. Lord, forgive. No, he didn't say that. He said, we. 
have mercy on us. He included himself in the prayer. So it was so much of reading this that I just thought was so awesome when it comes to praying with praying and going before God, that if we really want to see God show up, if we really want to see America change, if we really want to see drastic change throughout this country and throughout the nations and in Israel and in Africa and all of these different places, we need to pray on a corporate level. We need to go beyond our little earthly two seconds, our father who are in heaven prayer to see change. He prayed a whole prayer. He he brought up everything. He left out nothing. And then he brought God back to his remembrance and saying, not for our righteousness, not for our sake, but for your sake, by your mercy. Lord, help us. Have mercy on us. Forgive us. And I just thought it was awesome when I was reading it this morning to really take my prayer up a notch. And I just wanted to share that with you because maybe you are a praying man and a praying woman yourself and you have a heart for intercession and God is waiting. Angels are waiting to be commanded to go on assignment when we get in a prayer that is in agreement with the Holy Spirit of God. Daniel prayer was in agreement with God. It was an agreement prayer. And that's what we want. We don't want to pray any pray prayers. We want to pray the prayers that gets God's attention. Amen. I want to pray a prayer that reaches heaven, that reaches the kingdom of God, that so much got God's attention, that angels were commanded, that angels were sent forth on assignment to not only only give me confirmation that God heard me, but to begin to do what it is that I'm petitioning before God. And that's just amazing to me because we can pray prayers that don't have answers. We could pray a prayer that have no effect and that have no power. Why? Because we're not praying in alignment and we're not praying in agreement with the Holy Spirit of God. Daniel knew how to pray. Daniel knew how to tap into the spirit in the heart of God. He went on a corporate level. He didn't go with a prideful heart. He didn't say, look at me. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing Doing that, he went to God with a humble heart and said, We, the people of Israel, your children, Jerusalem, we are messing up. We're full of iniquity, just as our fathers was. You have put us in a desolate place. Father, help us. Father, help us. Turn back this desolation. Don't turn your, you know, look back at us. Don't turn away from us. Like he really went into a, a heartfelt prayer that was in line with the Holy Spirit, that was in line with the heart of God. I loved it. I love verse 18. Oh my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thy eyes and behold our desolation. Behold our situation in the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercy. That is amazing. Verse 19. Oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, hearken and do. Oh, this is awesome. Defer not for thine own sake. Oh my God, for the city and thy people are called by thy name. Hear me, forgive, hearken. Listen, Lord, I, I, this was just, this got me hyped because it, it just, just, I, I love praying, but it's a, a certain way we need to go to God. It is a certain way we need to posture ourselves in the presence of God. Um, he had a boldness. He had humility. I see all of this crammed into this prayer. He didn't make it just about the people. He made it for, about himself also, but he also wasn't afraid. How who go to God? But like, okay, Jesus, listen to me. Okay, Jesus, forgive, hearken. Like he had a boldness. He knew what to say. He knew how to pray. He knew how to tap into the heart of God. So much so that the verse 20 said, and while I was speaking, he wasn't even done. 
while I was speaking and while I was praying and while I was confessing my sin. And I love this. And the sin of the people, he didn't leave himself out because sometimes we can have this self-righteousness about what we're not doing, but we see other people doing it. So we're quick to point the finger and say, well, I'm not like them and I'm not like this person and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. He said, no, I confess my sin and the sins of the people and presented my supplication before the Lord, my God. And while I was still praying, Gabriel showed up. That's what I'm talking about. I want to pray a prayer that when I'm not even finished being done with my prayer, that angels already on assignment standing right there, ready to give me wisdom, ready to give me understanding, ready to give me knowledge, ready to give me what is the next step that God want me to take. Amen. That's the kind of prayer we want to pray. That is the kind of prayer we want to pray. We want to pray like Daniel. We want to pray in alignment with the Holy Spirit. We want to tap into the heart of God. And we want to be on such one accord that the minute we're not even finished. I love that. I think that's what really got me caught. That while I was still praying, the answer was being done. The answer was being made. So I just wanted to share that with you, family. The importance of praying on a international, global Level Like we have to get beyond just praying for ourselves. He prayed for the entire nation of Israel. That's a lot of people. And God wants to give us understanding and wisdom. And God may not be calling you to Israel. He may be calling you to Africa or he may be calling you to Saudi Arabia. He may be calling you to a place and we're not listening. We're not attentive enough because we don't have a, a international heart. We don't, we have a, in my house heart or in my ministry heart, but we have to have a heart for the entire body of Christ. We can't pick and choose who's our brother, whether they're doing good or whether they're doing right. We can't pick and choose. The body is the body. The hand need the feet and the feet need the eyes and the eyes need the hand. We are the body of Christ and we have to really pray for one another globally globally this just just really set my prayer to go on a different level because i understand it and even though i do pray globally like i said not as much as i should and to really um be sensitive to the holy spirit that i can really hear pacifics i want pacific i want to pray a prayer that is pacific i want to pray a right now prayer a word of wisdom prayer like i want to hear pray for this. I want to hear, pray for Jerusalem. I want to hear, pray for Kenya. I want to hear it because I want God to move. I want the power of God to be made manifest. And while I, while I'm being obedient, praying for someone in Kenya, God is going to have someone in Kenya praying for me. Amen. That's how God worked. That's how God moved. So just reading this this morning, it really truly blessed my heart. It blessed me with seeing Daniel's boldness. It blessed me seeing his humility. He wasn't prideful. He wasn't, you know, puffed up in himself about what he's doing and how he believed God and how he's walking with God. He made the prayer about the entire body, including himself. So that really encouraged me because sometimes you can get self-righteous when you're doing what God has called you to do, but we also have to stay humble. The Bible says that he um, exhausts the humble, but resists the proud. And Daniel knew that while he was praying before God, he, he made sure his heart was pure and his heart was clean. And that's how I know his heart was pure and his heart was clean because he wasn't even finished. And the answer was being delivered unto him. And 
That's the kind of prayer. That's the kind of heart we want to have that we go before God and say, creating me a clean heart and a right spirit in me. That when you do begin to pray, that you know your prayers are being answered, that you know angels have been sent out on assignment, that you know that God is moving, shifting the line, that you don't have to question if God heard you. You don't have to question if God is going to turn it around. You don't have to question if God is going to shift and transition. You're going to know it because I allow the Holy Spirit to create in me a clean heart. I allow my myself to be so humble and sensitive to the voice of God that I know that I know way down in my Noah that God called me to pray for this particular group of people that God called me to this nation that God called me to this situation and I'm going to pray fervently I'm going to pray effectively even until you feel breakthrough in your spirit and that's another thing we don't we pray just to pray but we don't pray until we receive breakthrough we have to pray and pray and without ceasing that sometimes we got to keep going before God even for the same thing until there is a release in the spirit and there's a release and you feel the breakthrough you'll know because the peace of God that surpass all understandings will come upon you you will know God you have fixed this God you have answered this God you have turned this around like God want to give us that peace but we're not spending enough time in prayer we're not fervent the Bible says the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. We have to be fervent in our prayers going before God so we can know in the spirit that breakthrough has come forth, that something new has come forth, that healing has come forth, that the divine hand of God is moving and changing and transitioning the very situation that we supplicated before. And I just thought this was awesome. And I'm so grateful to be able to share it with you this morning. And as it has intensified my prayer life and, you know, put me on a a different um, position to pray on a different level. I pray by the grace of God that you have an ear to hear what the spirit of God is saying to you, that you can go beyond the level you've been praying and pray on a global scale, pray, pray on an international scale that you can really see God move and work in your life. Amen. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed. I encourage you to read. It's so much in the word of God. I can't stress it. I can't other than the fact that it's my life. Jesus is the word made flesh and he is the truth, the way and the life. The word is my life. I cannot live without the word. I just can't. It's my direction. It's my information. It is my compass. It is all that I need. I can't I can't move without hearing from God. And because I know that he responds and he answers 99% of the time in his word, it's so important that I read it because I'm I'm praying. I'm supplicating. I'm looking for him to do something. So how can I expect him to answer if I'm not really searching his heart? You know, the word is the heart of God, searching his scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, and just really engulfing myself in the word that I may understand the mind of God, understand the heart of God, and and really tap into the levels that Daniel tapped into, you know? That is awesome to me. I love the fact that he was a praying man. He, He didn't care. He didn't care. They said, oh, if anybody pray other than the king, Daniel was like, I will not bow down. Sorry. The lion's den, here I go. You know, to to love the Lord that much and respect and reverence him that you really don't care what people say. That you really don't care what people do. That it's about, it's all or nothing. It's me and Jesus to the end. And I just love that. So I pray you guys have been blessed this morning. I pray that you take some time to read the word of God and really just enjoy it. Let the, let the Lord open up the eyes of your understanding. Let him show you something. He want to show you something each morning. God is doing a new thing. 
It's a new day. He's doing a new thing. He wants to show you something. The word is alive. It is alive. It is alive. And it is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing and dividing down to the bone and the marrow. The word is alive, family. And if you could just take some time and really soak in the word of God and let the spirit of God speak. He speaks. He's not just the God of Moses and he's not just the God of Abraham. He is the God of now and he is speaking and he wants to talk to his children. He wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you enlightenment. He wants to give you direction. Sometimes we need to be quiet and be still enough and and go to the word of God for directions. We don't even know what our next move is, but if we take the time and spend it with God, he will download revelation and he will give us the insight and he will tell us which way to go. Acknowledge me and I will make your path straight. I will tell you the directions that you need to go next, but we don't spend enough time in the word of God, in the word of God. So I'm praying that you level up your prayer life to an international prayer life. And I pray that you are hungry for the word. And that's another thing too. I think the more you read that will intensify your prayer because you know what to pray for. Amen. I think it goes hand in hand when you know the word of God and it's in your heart and it's in your spirit. When it's time to pray, you're going to be getting to pray the word and the Holy Spirit is going to be able to move in you while you're praying because you have the word in you that you can pray on a different level. The Bible says that um, when it's time to speak, worry not for the Holy Spirit will intercede. So the Holy Spirit can intercede and bring back the word of God and you could begin to confess and declare and decree and intercede and supplicate on a level that you have never prayed before because you have those the word, you have this living word inside of you and now you're praying the Holy Spirit is just going to spew out and begin to go and intercede on your behalf and now God is moving angels on assignment things are shifting things are changing all because you took the time to soak yourself in the bread the bread of life it's time to get hungry it's time to get hungry. I don't know, but I want God to begin to really answer prayer. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about you. I want prayers that when I'm done, <laughs> things already changed. Because while I was still speaking, the angel showed up. Amen. This is the kind of prayer I'm trying to get to. Amen. So I'm so I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm super excited this morning and I pray you get excited. I want you to get excited for the word. The word is so, I love the word of God. It is encouraging. It is fun. All these different, you know, stories. Like I said, my imagination is just on a crazy level. Like, so I visualize so many things when I'm reading the word of God and it really helps me understand the word and it helps me to really just, just be wrapped in the pages. I get drawn in. I get drawn in because I have this hunger and I have this desire. And that's really what God wants. He wants us to have a desire for him, a desire for his word, a desire for his presence, a desire for the things of the kingdom. It's all about his presence because in his presence is the fullness of joy. But in his presence, in the presence of your father, you get answers. In the presence of your father, you get comfort and healing. In the presence of your father, you will receive revelation you know, there's no, no child that can, you know, call for their parent and receive what they need from their parent without getting into the presence of their parent. Mom, I need your help. Well, I need you to come to me. I need you to come to my room or I'm downstairs or I'm in the kitchen. You still have to position yourself 
to go to where your parent is, that your parent may help you. And then there are times where your parent loves you to that extent that they will bring what you need to them. You know, sometimes my daughter will say, Ma, can you can you bring me something to drink? Or Ma, can you bring me this? And you love your children, so you want to make them happy. So you get them what they need and you bring it to them because you they asked and you want to answer them. I'm telling you, God is a greater parent than us. God is so much greater than who we are. He wants to answer you. He wants to give you the things that you're asking for. He wants to bless you, but he needs you to get in his presence. So we just looking for God. Don't be that child that want your parent to come to you. You have to be that child that respects your parent enough and love your parent enough to say, let me go to mommy. Let me go to daddy and say, hey, mom, can you do this for me? Hey, mom, can you do this for me? Hey, dad, can you do this for me? Can you help me with this? Don't be that child that sits in their room and keep calling their parent. Can you come? Can you come? Can you come? No, get up off your butt. Go to your parent. Talk to them. Tell them what you need and then let let them meet the need. God is not going to always come to us. He loves us and he loves coming. Matter of fact, he's never leaving. He's standing there. He never leaves. He never forsakes. But it's something about, you know, taking that position that I'm coming to you, daddy. I'm coming to you. I need this answer. I need your, I need this peace. I need your presence. I need this joy. I'm coming to where you are. And I'm going to come by any means necessary. If I got to cut off my phone, if I you know, don't watch a certain show, if I don't go out with my friends, if that means I have to labor in your word, if I have to labor and tarry and pray on my knees, I'm coming to where my daddy is because I need you. I want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with you, dad. I need answers, dad. I need help, dad. I need you to turn this around, dad. And we got to get into the presence of God. And we got to search his scriptures. And we have to be okay. There are some things that... That we're not going to like. There's some things that we're going to read and it's going to convict us to repentance. And just like a child, when a parent tell you something, you don't always want to hear it. But later down the line, what do we, what do we always say? You know what, mom, you were right. You know what, dad, you were right. Let God be true and everything else a lie. We have to be okay going to our father. We may not like everything we hear, But we got to know that all things work for the good to them who love the Lord according to his will and purpose. I love you, family. And I pray today that you have an amazing day. I pray that you are encouraged to tarry in prayer on an international level, praying beyond the prayers you've been praying. I pray you get hungry for the word of God. I pray you get hungry for your father's presence. If you have a need today, go into the presence of your father. Get up and go into that secret place. Get on your knees and tarry in prayer. If you know you got to fast, you got to, you know, really set yourself aside and isolate yourself because sometimes the thing that's hindering the voice of God is that we got too many people around us. We got too many voices in our ears and in our head. We have to separate ourselves and be still enough to know that the presence of God is in the room. We got to get to that place because what we need from God is requiring us to position ourselves to get into the presence of God, to get into the presence of God and have a clean heart, to have a right heart so that when we do open our mouth and pray, angels are on assignment. Angels are on assignment. Those are the kind of prayers we want to pray. Amen. So family, I love you. And I pray you have an amazing day in Jesus name. I love you. Bye-bye.